Hello and welcome to The Scaling Edge. This is the internet talk program that focuses on the hard-won lessons of battle-hardened entrepreneurs that are here to share one or two pieces of value to help you scale your business and your life. I am your host, Michael Brooks. Thank you to Max for being here. Oh, hello. Excited to be here. Glad to have you, Max. And uh, very excited. We have a marketing person here who stands so far behind his email, old school email marketing, that uh, back in my day, back in my day, we just sent emails. We didn't have any of this fancy messaging stuff. Um, if you can't double your profits with uh, his email, then you don't pay. So we like people that, that live in a world of results and a milieu that what they do has an impact or they don't want anything from it. So Zach, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on the Scaling Edge. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got here? Yeah. So essentially I was working behind the scenes with a lot of larger creators, influencers as CEO with Jason Capital for a few years, working with people like Les Brown, Jay Shetty, Jordan Belfort, on a lot of their client acquisition systems. And are, I wanted to those are big names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it was it was exciting. But for me, I wanted to own something that was my own business and get away from behind the scenes. And I found that a lot of creators and a lot of business owners, as they're looking to scale up to seven figures, that 80k per month mark. Um, marketing kind of takes over their life. And so I came in with the email marketing as a way to create these client vending machines um, to really take care of that nurture, that follow-up. What's a, what's a client vending machine? Oh, it's just my fancy marketing name for the email marketing system that I use. So the idea is with email marketing, you own that list. And instead of relying on referrals or relying on organic traffic, you have this predictable system that you can consistently get leads and close deals to sell more of your products. So it, it levels out that income so you can understand what you'll be making in the next month based on your promotional calendar, what you send as you, you know, follow the, the client vending machine framework. Client vending machine. Okay, got it. Please continue. Yeah. And so it was a bumpy start for sure as you go into these businesses and they're all at different levels. Um, so what I ended up figuring out is something that works for pretty much the majority of businesses that come to me. And that's why I'm so confident in being able to doubling email revenue and, and working with the clients that I do with this email system, because essentially what happens is you're working really hard to produce content or to run Facebook ads and you're getting calls, you're getting traffic, but only a fraction of the people buy in maybe the th first 30 day timeframe, not even day one, first 30 days. And following up is just something that a lot of people don't do well or at all. And so creating the system that focuses through email on following up and nurturing people can bring a lot more of those sales, usually four to five times more sales over, you know, the long term. 
Yeah, people people buy when they're ready to buy, not when you're ready to sell. So mm-hmm. following up is key. If you don't follow up, you're not really in business. You're not you're not yeah. really well, you're certainly not marketing. Not 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 in today's world. So how do you do that? How do you follow up so effectively? Yeah, the big thing is focusing on relationships over transactions. So the majority of marketers today will focus on getting higher conversion rates, you know, sales tactics, everything that gets money on day one and increases the value of the money you get on day one. But the problem and what's missing, which is a really good opportunity for any small business owner, is not a lot of people focus on that. I call it just the relationship of strongly identifying your frame as a business owner, empathizing with people, really communicating, hey, this is what the game looks like. So in terms of uh, email marketing, what that looks like is you focus more on the long term, you'll get more sales instead of focusing on that day one average order value. And so when I talk to people about that and I let them know, hey, you know, when I first started this, I had to take two months off because I got way too overwhelmed. I was way too stressed trying to produce an infinite amount of content on LinkedIn and Twitter and make videos and and do everything and and play the marketing game just like everyone else was doing. I had to take that time off. Instead, I took a step back, focused on the email which give me a lot more gave me a lot more leverage and made everything a lot more sustainable um and so oh man i am better at email than i am at talking you're doing <laughs> great you're doing yeah. great so okay so what what i mean like you said something of extreme value and i don't want to gloss over it right you sure. said focus on relationship instead of transaction Right. So you're right. You know, uh, especially coming up through direct response, everything is average order value, you know, lifetime value, conversion ratio, click through ratio, all all of those things take into consideration what your predictable revenue is. But there's nothing predictable about a relationship. Right. How do you how do you measure the value? How do you measure relationship? How do you build relationship through through your marketing tactics? And then how do you measure that relationship? That's a really good question because how you build it is comes to an old copy saying that my first mentor, David Rabel, like imprinted on my head that you write how you talk in copy. There's no, you don't need like a fancy English degree to be a good marketer. Um, what you need to do is you just talk to people. And that's how I've written the best converting stuff that I have, where you're really looking to talk to someone who has a problem and help them make this decision to take action with you. So if I'm working, let's say, with Jordan Belfort, and we're creating this whole campaign to get people to go into the straight line sales system, it's you're a really young and energetic and inexperienced salesperson that wants to make a lot of money, but you don't have any structure. You're you're all, you know, energy and movement, but no focus and actual results. 
And so if we could take someone and say, hey, you need to channel that energy into something that makes sense. You need to get on these phone calls and not try to like hard sell people. You need to converse with them and go back and forth and care about them in a way that they know that you care about them. So then they trust you enough to pay you money for your solution because they can't touch, feel, or smell whatever you're selling to them unless money exchanges hands. And that's kind of the nature of marketing and sales. Um, And you need a structure for that. And the structure we use is the straight line system. And so it makes a lot of sense that if you want these results, you have to follow this process and this structure, and it does a lot of the work for you. So that was a, a mini example of it where we're following the steps of empathizing with people, setting the frame of how to get that solution, and then leading with a lot of proof. So those would be the three biggest steps. And then in terms of measuring it, this is what I see as a huge mistake across a lot of small businesses, where to really succeed in business, you want to make sure that the value of a customer is greater than your cost to acquire it. Because then you could win a business all day long. So what that means is put a dollar amount. And with ads, it's very easy. So if it takes you $10, $100 to get a lead or a sales call, and that turns into a sale, then it costs you $100 to get a customer. But if you're only selling them something that's $50, you're losing money. If you could make that customer work more to you, then you're able to go out and buy more customers and keep more profit and win a business. And the way you make those customers worth more for you is you get them to buy in larger amounts more often and over time. And that's where that lifetime customer value number comes from. Now, there's a lot of intense softwares and tracking that you can use, like Praxis or you know similar things to really dial in your customer lifetime value. Um, most businesses don't need to go and invest in all of that right now. I would just understand, and you could do it through ConvertKit or uh, Active Campaign, or use things like Wicked Reports, which are a lot uh, more affordable and a lot simpler to just see in broad strokes. You know, I made this much money from my email audience every month, and is is that number growing? Is that number shrinking? Um, is that number matching about? at least a dollar per lead per month. And can we get that up to $6, even $10 or $12 per lead per month, especially in the high ticket space? But how does uh, that How does that create... I mean, look, you're, you're back to doing what all the marketers do, measuring dollars to, 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 to movement. But how does that measure the value of the relationship? Right? How are you... How are, are you measuring the value of the relationship based upon the dollars or measuring the value of the relationship based upon the interaction and the ultimate purchasing and, and, and what have you. Yep. Yeah. That's a really good question too, because it's easy in marketing to be (laughs) overly optimistic and get lost in specific um, like case studies and anecdotal evidence. So the most important thing eventually ultimately comes from letting the calculator decide and knowing these numbers. And so I like to put that under the the umbrella of optimizing for happy customers. 
Knowing, at, knowing yeah. the right metrics and letting the calculator decide. Exactly. And so this way it's a little, it is based off the numbers because at the end of the day, it's a business and you're looking to create a profit and get customers and kind of run this, run this, you know, machine. Um, but you also want to make sure that the way you're running it is correct. So for example, if you know your customer lifetime value, to me, what that says is if people are continuing to buy from you over time, they're a consuming your products, which is a big shift in the information space where it's not just buyer beware, you know, you get the benefit from buying the product and not necessarily consuming it because everything after that point is is up to you. And a lot of marketers are like that in the info space. But if you're focused on consumption, getting testimonials and getting repeat purchases, those are really good signs that your customers are happy and that you're focusing on that relationship because otherwise you're going to be just, you know, a front end person that makes one sale one time and you can't build, can't build a durable business out of that. I agree. I agree. So how have you taken your efforts and helped people like Jay and, and uh, Jordan and build their businesses and how, how have you deployed or anyone like what's, what's your greatest success story where you have your testimonial, right? Like who's out there or you where, where, what, what project or company have you worked with where you stand on you? Go, this is, this is my pride and joy. This is the absolute best that I've been able to accomplish so far. Yeah. So I, I really like this, uh, the work I did with this agency, uh, Wojo Media. And so he spends, I don't know, six figures in Facebook ads and he has a huge Instagram following um, and a big, big agency, right? Uh, but the problem is that he has the acquisition system dialed in where he can get calls and make money and get clients that way. But there was no nurture system. And so like the problem there is he's putting a huge amount of money and effort to get in front of customers and people that need his services. And then he was just keeping them parked on an email list. And when we came to him, his email list was at like 14,000 people and they were making about $11,000 a month. And so we doubled that month after month after month to get a total of $181,000 in new revenue um, for his agency. And well, so stop right that, there, stop uh, right there. Yeah. He had, he was doing about $11,000 a month and then grew to $181,000 a month with your email practice. Mm-hmm. Max? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got his headline now. Who's excited? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, that's a noteworthy accomplishment, man. That's a noteworthy. So using this this uh, client vendor system, you uh, you were able to grow a marketing agency's email revenue rather significantly. Like that's that's a huge thing. It's uh, it's it's no small feat. So how are you helping other people right now? What are you doing these days? Yeah, so I'm actually really excited. I have a a baby case study uh, with someone that has a smaller list because he is he's someone 
I work with, he's a really good friend. Um, and he's teaches people how to actually guest podcasts, which is what inspired me to get on and, and talk with you. There you go. And uh, his list has only 600 people and he had never sold to them. Uh, he just sent out a, a newsletter every single week, but I've been working with him for the past three weeks. And I don't know how much revenue we made off the top of my head, but we got 12 sales for um, a low ticket product, like $50. And I think we got four sales for his accelerator group at 1500. So going from, from zero with a list of about 600 people to, you know, add an extra, I don't know, six, seven K out of that. Um, I was, I was really proud of, of doing that. And it just goes to show you that like what you were saying, people buy when they're ready to buy, which also means, I guess, as a corollary of that, they're doing their own information. They're weighing you in their head with everyone else in your category. So if you're a coach, they don't know how special of a snowflake you are and everything you've struggled for and how amazing your service is. And if you're an agency, they're definitely agency shopping. Like that's, that's a term. It's not in the Oxford dictionary yet, but people throw it around because, you know, you, you, uh, agency shop like that. And so if you're able to compete because of the uniqueness of your brand and how you build those relationships and take the time to really go above and beyond, to communicate with people, to follow up with them, to stay consistent, to stay top of mind. That's a huge competitive advantage in 2023 and beyond. Totally. So for all the special snowflakes out there that really need your help amplifying their voice, right? And 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 I'm sure there's a lot there's a lot of people that are gonna that are gonna want your service. How do they find you? How do they get Zach's help? Yeah. So the simplest way is on LinkedIn. I post twice a day there. I really like LinkedIn. Uh, and my name there is uh, Zach Zeller 22 as my little handle. So Z-A-C-K Zeller 22. Um, and that's the best way to just check out uh, what I'm talking about, case studies, all these concepts, um, hop on my newsletter from there. Very cool. Zach Zeller 22 on the LinkedIn. We'll put that in the show notes. Zach, thank you for being a part of our program. Thank you for being on this Scaling Edge. We appreciate it. I think you gave some solid advice, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be some people reaching out. So thank you very much. We look forward to seeing you again. Cheers. Appreciate it.